good morning, Rieta. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And um, we are so amazed at what all the, the things we hear, the good things we hear about Caesar. And um, we just wanted to catch up with you and hear about Caesar and its establishment and what the, what you do. And so thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning, Louise and Devil. It's an honor to be with you. And I just saw on all the platforms your amazing work that you did over the last couple of months and even years. So thank you for asking me to be here. Oh my goodness, it's a great pleasure. We've been wanting to have you on our on our podcast for, for months. And I know you're super busy, so we really appreciate it. Um yes, Caesar. It, um, it's an interesting, what does the acronym stand for? Uh, CESA actually stands for the Sustainability Initiative of South Africa. So CESA is the acronym, but we are registered under the full name. Okay. And um, tell us a little bit about the, about the organization and what you guys do and a little bit about how, how it came about. You know, actually, um, to summarize, Caesar in one sentence is actually a tall order, you know, because um, we do quite a lot. <laughs> it's a very wide area that we cover um, from the farm to the export market. But um, in short, Caesar is very focused on ethical social trade and environmental sustainability. And... Um, with a basket of uh, strategies such as global and local market engagement, audit assessments, which are third party from CESAR, capacity building initiatives, and um, we also have a digital monitoring platform. We um, drive ethical and sustainability practices in the yeah. South African agricultural industry in South Africa. Okay. <clears throat> and obviously, there must have been a demand for something like this for it to develop. And I mean, I know you guys have grown quite considerably over, over the last 10, 15 years. Yes, you know, um, CESA started in 2008, um, which was an initiative that was developed by Fruits of Africa, one of the uh, a combination of industry organizations. Um, and... When the demand came from the global markets that we must prove our ethical practices in South Africa, uh, Fruits of Africa was very proactive in developing CESAR because um, that was a way where they sort of drive a cost-effective approach by providing one audit, a single audit, that can be accepted by a lot of retailers overseas and um, to prove that we are driving fair labor practices in South Africa. So since 2008, um, CISA came a long way. The first eight years, it was a program which was developed and managed by Fruits of Africa. But in 2016, April 2016, there was um, a huge demand and a requirement from the global markets that CISA must become independent from the industry. So we sort of reformed CESAR in April 2016 in a freestanding entity as a not-for-profit organization with its own board of directors. And um, yeah, it's uh, 
people always ask me when was CISA developed, but I think CISA was actually developed in 2016 when it became a, a company on its own. So um, since 2016, uh, we we operate on demand, but it was also there's a lot of proactive um, kind of development in CISA to sort of assess what is coming from the market side and prove that we can address those issues on behalf of the South African agricultural industry. Okay, so you were proactively, I mean, the whole um, CESA initiative was a proactive way by the South African, um, by the South African fresh produce sector to um, put something there so that they could actually put it out as opposed to having to just um, you know, answer questions, you could actually put out the information before you had to answer the questions. Here's the information. So it was a, it was a, a good proactive um, initiative started by the, the fresh produce sector. Yeah, more or less you can say that. I know the word proactive is not very popular under producers. You know, they don't like things that is just developed because it's yeah. proactive. But I think the fruit, the fresh fruit industry in South Africa was very um, forthcoming in providing an initiative like Caesar because we are one of a kind. There's not, a, as far as I know, other countries that have their own initiative. There's a lot of global standard requirements and naturally there's a lot of requirements coming from each and every retailer in the different countries. But um, as a South African industry, the aim with CESA was to provide one single audit that can address all these requirements coming from a multiple markets and a variety of countries. Because, because we export so many products from South Africa, we don't address just one market like the United Kingdom or Europe or the US. We address multiple markets. And that is where CESA was sort of developed and um, established to address a cost-effective audit approach and to supply these proof of our fair labor practices in South Africa. But since we was developed in, in, in the early years, in 2008, there were so many things that, that grow and develop in CESA. If you think about capacity building and you think about the environmental leg that we also included in CESA, which is now becoming um, on the forefront of compliance. Um, CISA had a lot of growth and development, and I think it was just one of those things that the industry in South Africa must be very proud of. Mm. And uh, I know that you said that Fruit South Africa started, but since CISA went on its own, do they cover other industries as well? For instance, the, the meat industry or um, anything like that, or is it still just based on fruit? Yeah, you know, <laughs> we started just in fruit and uh, to be very honest, the five big fruit industry, the biggest ones like citrus, Bermanstone, um, table grapes, um, the berry industry and the subtropical industry. But nowadays, Caesar sort of represents more than 42 commodities beyond fruit. We also are acknowledged and accepted by more than 300 businesses in the global trade which is quite a wide footprint. And, and I do believe with um, the sustainability leg that is um, becoming a huge demand from, from our buyers, that Caesar will double that amount of acknowledgement and acceptance that we currently have. Wow. 
That's incredible. If you think where you started and you think that it was actually quite a, it, it had such a small start and it's accelerated to the point which you, the description you just gave of, of the, of the kind of acceptance and, and also obviously there must have been a need for it. And, um, does your, does your footprint, um, extend beyond South African borders at all? <laughs> that's a, that's a question that a lot of people ask me and, um, the, the short answer is no. Okay. Every time the board has to decide about, are we going to expand CESA? Because there's a lot of people asking to, to sort of duplicate CESA in other countries. And there's people that mention um, that CESA is sort of the answer for compliance because we have a very hands-on approach in South Africa. Um, the CESA board feels like that CESA must stay a boutique standard for South Africa because we have a lot of work still left in South Africa. Currently, we are very much focused and more focused on the export commodities. We haven't even started with our local supply. In South Africa, Woolworths is one of the supermarkets in South Africa that are very very open and they voice the sustainable sourcing. But the other supermarkets are in the you know, in the starting shoes to focus on, on even ethical and sustainable sourcing. So I think in South Africa is more than enough work for us. And, you know, with our history in South Africa, we need to focus on labor practices because we need to drive transformation in, in all our industries. So CESA play a huge role in the sustainable development goals and um, in continuous improvement and getting things better in South Africa. So um, I believe that in the next couple of years, we will stay in South Africa and we will not move beyond the borders of South Africa, but um, I don't okay. think it's on the cards. It can be on the cards in future, but not in the next five years. Okay. Oh, fantastic. So, so I think, Listening to what everything you've said, I think first of all, Caesar and the whole Caesar team can really can really be congratulated on what you have succeeded in doing and the incredible job you do um, in in making people internationally aware of all the things that we are doing for sustainability and for labor labor practices and for ethical all 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 the fields that you work in. I mean, it's incredible what you do. And I think that the fact that this that this is not replicated in other countries is also quite unique, which makes Caesar very special. And um, your environmental um, your environmental audits that you do, I would imagine that that's that's um, gaining quite a lot of traction. Louise, thank you for saying that. But um, like everything in life, you know, it doesn't take one person. It like it takes a lot of lot of people and it, a lot of support and a lot of goodwill. And in South Africa, definitely CESAR cannot be this successful and this good implemented if it wasn't for our producers and our workers on the farms and the support that we have in South Africa. It is true that farmers don't necessarily like audits because nobody likes to be heard that what you do wrong and what you must correct, especially in your own business. But CESA is one of those necessary things that they have to do. So the same with environmental. I think we have a long way to go. 
we just started with the environmental and the sustainability requirements from the market side. But in the next couple of years, like we did with the ethical side, which is very well embedded now, especially in the export commodity environment, we will have to develop and to grow and to focus on these practices to get it implemented and to see a footprint where we have continuous improvement and doing things better and better every year. But in my opinion, and I'm now with CESA for the last more than seven years, there's definitely not an unwillingness under the farmers to contribute and to get these things right. It's just that if you look at agriculture, there's a lot of... Um, difficulties, especially if you look at weather patterns, you know, water management, your carbon that you must manage, all these requirements and the exchange rate. And um, we have a high petrol fee at the moment, which escalated every month. So if you look at all these challenges that our producers have on ground level, then I think they do extremely well in the ethical and the, the drive towards sustainability that is coming very, very fast their way. I also see that the financial institutions and even the insurance companies are looking towards sustainable requirements, which they will embed it because they spoke to us in the last couple of months to also sort of verify and evaluate if people have these practices in place. So nobody will get away from the sustainable requirements that is going to, to come over the next couple of years. If you look at your weather patterns that we have now and how, how everything changed over the last years. But um, yeah, I think um, we will definitely try to do things better and to drive the continuous improvement side of CESA that we always focus on. I've, I've made a statement previously where I, I said to somebody, I think that, and this is just purely my own opinion, is that a lot of the sustainability requirements are coming from the markets in such a big flood that you need to have this, you need to do that, and but the, the, the people supplying the market can't adapt to it quick enough. Are you, can you, can you comment on that perhaps? That it's, it's difficult for the, for the growers to adapt quick enough to these things or do they just is is there an easier way if i'm asking it correct uh well that's a difficult one um and like i said previously we work with multiple markets and naturally with a lot of producers out there um your requirements are coming fast but also, in my opinion, and what I experience on the global markets as well, is they they listen to us. If we ask or we tell them that you need to face something and you can't just expect us to have it tomorrow in place, then they listen. You know, they're always willing to listen and to learn from a Caesar, which is on ground level and work directly with the farms. So... Your requirements are coming fast, but um, I think that's where Caesar comes in. We speak to them on a regular basis. We, we, we ask them to face things and to give us time and to focus on rather continuous improvement kind of 
um, program than having everything immediately in place. The most sustainable requirements that they ask for, the deadline for it is the end of 2024, which we know of quite for some time now. So again, we have time to implement these practices. And um, we, from a CISA side, we have a CISA CARES program, which is sort of a preparation for third-party audits. And if you, the CISA CARES program is part of your membership with CISA and it's a free program. So if you start with CISA CARES to get your sustainable practices in place, you will ease into a third-party audit by the end of 2024 when you you must have it and when you must supply the markets with proof that you started with the program so um to answer your question yes the the demands there's a lot of demands there's a lot of requirements um some are realistic some of them are sometimes not that realistic but i think um, markets are also prepared to listen to us if we approach them and if we speak directly to them i don't mm -hmm. think they are unreasonable and um yeah you i know it's difficult for producers out there but um if you look at risk and you look from all the sides from your producer side from your buying side then the risks are there for everyone and it's it's not easy for both sides to get the right thing at the right time what, what are some of these your question because it's not yeah, an yeah. easy one to answer yeah yeah no definitely it does definitely it does um what are some of these requirements that that producers can if they if they start implementing those kind of things they will be they'll get there quicker like just off the top of here it doesn't have to be the whole program the sustainability side is definitely different from the ethical, from the labor side. You know, labor you can implement, you can correct, and you can you can do it quite quickly. If it's your season, then you can do your corrective actions and you can have it in place. But with environmental and sustainability, it takes time. That is long-term improvement. It's not something that you will have tomorrow in place. So if you ask me, I will I would rather advise someone to start as soon as possible so that you have time to implement things even if you look at cost then it's it's probably easier to start early with sustainability so that you have time to do things step by step to get to a certain point but if you leave it till the end and you have to do things in a matter of 30 days or three months it's fairly impossible and then you will struggle but um, we always tell people that caesar is a lifestyle it's not something that you must think it's a file on your shelf or you can just have a tick box and on the day of the audit you can fix things fastly and you can provide a different picture than you have on on your farm actually so um yeah if you live caesar if you implement it and if it's something that you make part of your business and part of your um sort of preparation for the season that is coming I think CISA is not that difficult. I think you will actually benefit from the program. And um, yeah, if uh, in my office, we have such a hands-on approach, we help the farmers, we support them. So again, I think if you work with CISA and with the office, then it's easier to implement all these practices than to um, sort of resist them or to say, I will leave it till on the day of the audit and see how things go.
So listening to everything you're saying and thinking thinking back about the history of, of, of season, where it came from and how it's become established, I think you guys have actually become kind of like a cornerstone of the fresh produce industry in South Africa. And it's so fortuitous that you became established when you did and you've grown when you have, because um, where would we be without you now? Because you really serve like this seminal, very important function for the whole South African fresh produce sector and more, as you explained. So it's it's very fortuitous that it's developed because suddenly the need for what you guys do has just grown and grown and grown. And it's quite unique. Um, and and also, you know, you can comment on that and what you guys are looking at into the future. Yeah, I think, you know, like I said, I know all it is not that popular. And I know it's some of those things that farmers definitely want to do away with. But... Um, Someone once said, if you take Caesar out of the equation, they have to do 20 different audits right now. So if you look at the cost and the time of just 20 different audits, and that's just on the ethical side, we didn't even calculate the environmental section. Then it seems like definitely something that you must look after and that you must sort of... Um, see for what it is it is definitely a good thing in the industry it's definitely something that the industry benefit benefit from we calculated a, a lot of costs and to see what is the impact of CESA in south africa which is also a difficult calculation to do because if you just take one of our acceptance on the market and you calculate it with one of the products and you take into account that we have a three-year audit period where most of these audit programs are a one-year um, annual audit, then CISA has a worth uh, make a difference of like 52 million in the industry just in three years' time over a period of in one audit period, and that's just one commodity and one acceptance. So um, yeah, we I, I believe that you can't that they can't do without CISA. But I also believe that um, South Africa must be very proud of CISA because that is something that they established, that they can showcase to the world and say our intentions in South Africa was to do the right thing. Because that is why CISA is here. Yes, it's not easy, but it's something that you must take care of and that you must sort of grow and develop because in future, compliance requirements will not get less. They will definitely get more. And they will get more intense because as we grow year by year and that I, that I saw over the last couple of years that people get more, more embedded and confidence to monitor and to evaluate our audit reports, our CAPS reports, our corrective actions. So, yeah, I think it will get more intense and it will get more. So I believe that CISA will just grow and grow in the years to come and um, beyond me even. But um, yeah, I hope that answers well, your question. Yes, it does. Yes, and, yes. and you, I mean, as you say, nothing can be done alone and yet you have a team. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the te your team? I hope you know, you can say where, they, have are, where they work, what they do, whatever you want yeah, to share. I have a wonderful team. I They are very young and they are very enthusiastic about things. 
they are like most young people, they are passionate and they want to change the world. But um, I can't ask for better people. I uh, Someone that I really want to commend is Werner van Dijk. It's our audit manager. Werner is 24-7 available and he's always willing to assist producers to help them and to answer their questions. Um, I have Carmen, which is taking care of our platform. She's very technical and she's an expert in her field. We have Lynn, which is for ages in the industry, and she is just by heart someone that supports producers. And there's a lot of other people. We have three environmental specialists in CESA who support on the environmental side. And, um, yeah, then I must comment on my board. I have a very supportive board who assist me and um, who make the strategic decisions in Caesar. I, we have um, an audit reference group, which is very valuable to Caesar. We have an advisory group where the markets comment on Caesar. So it's actually a village of people who support this program and who carry it from year to year and to make sure that we are on the right way and the right path and that we do the right things and even for the global markets they are so willing to accept caesar and every time we are something they are there for us and i can just say thank you because it's definitely not my doing it's a whole lot of people that took this small little program for which is built in south africa and sometimes we are called the problem child on the global markets because they don't really know what to do with Caesar because we are one of a kind. But they took this program and they grow it and they develop it. And um, I can only say thank you for your support and that you're always willing to help me if I ask. Incredible. Fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for telling us a bit more about that because, you know, one doesn't know. And looking yeah. down the road into the future, what, are there any new challenges? Are there any new developments you're looking at? Um, I just, you know, if there's anything... I'll focus you can... strongly on the sustainable side, but um, we have a digital record-keeping program because um, the saying is if you can't manage what you can't measure, yes, then it's yes. not worth doing it. So um, we developed the digital record-keeping side because I realised since 2016, 2017, that if I can't prove the compliance of the South African grower, then it's worth nothing. So we need data. Everything is about data these days. And I think in the future that is coming, that you need more and more data because the technology world is changing so fast and so severe that you need to have a lot of data. So the digital record-keeping site where we can calculate carbon footprint and where we can sort of show that someone is getting better and better on their water management, their soil practices, and with which farmers can to, to sort of plan and develop their practices to farm better, I think that program is going to get the focus of the future. And I think that... Um, if we combine it with the environmental side as the environmental sustainability program, that CISA will be on the forefront of measuring our sustainability in South Africa. And, and with the new technologies like AI coming in, I can just see all of that integrating into that just to, because I can tell you now, if you go back, like even like you say, 15, 20 years, 
a lot of these things, if you ask the farmer, he says, you know, I'm just going to quickly look at my book, what my rainfall was, and now everything is at his fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if you look at Caesar, you know, Caesar is very much technology-wise. Technology we have this excellent MySeza platform, which is a world-class platform and one of the best to work on. And um, again, the fruit industry was very forthcoming and very very much focused on what must happen in the future when they decided that we can build this platform. So in CISA, everything is online. We are one of those companies that don't even have a filing system in hard copy. We file online. We do we do everything online because we need to create traceability, traceability and visibility for the markets. So I think with, if you focus on AI and you focus on technology, then you must definitely look at CISA because we can show you what, what technology can do. Wow. And just out of out of curiosity for my what I I know that global like like Global Gap, there's a whole lot of different auditors and often a lot of them don't even work for Global Gap. They are like a contractor. Can a Caesar only in-house or do they have subcontractors doing the same work for them? Uh, Caesar don't do any audit ourselves. We only have third-party audit firms who do audit on our behalf. So we have a competency system and program where we acknowledge audit firms and we acknowledge auditors. So um, currently we offer seven different audit firms um, which can audit on behalf of Caesar. And um, as far as I know, three of those audit firms appoint auditors full-time. The rest are all subcontractors that can audit for different firms and who are contracted on an audit by audit system. But um, they are very well qualified. They are very well trained. And, uh, yeah, it's not easy to become an auditor. You know, it's uh, you take at least a year or two to, to be qualified as a lead auditor, and that is postgraduate qualifications you can't even just get from a trick into an audit system you need at least for ethical audit you need to be have a llb or a hr qualification and then you must do all your shadows and your audit exams to become an auditor on the environmental side most of the auditors has like a msc or a bc with the audit qualifications afterwards and it's the same global gap but um, yeah, we don't do global gap. We have an agreement with global gap where we have an API link between Caesar and the global gap platform. But um, your yeah, auditors are very well qualified. Oh, interesting. I'm just uh, I'm just curious about that because I was it just came up. So if somebody that's like in an HR position that maybe wants to do something different to make a difference, they can possibly become an auditor. Yeah, we don't have enough auditors. Actually, we have a shortage of auditors because currently CISA do more or less like a thousand audits a year. And we have like um, 24 auditors in the pool who do those audits, who are fully qualified. So if you want to become an auditor, once you are already at HR, you have to apply to one of the audit firms which will take you on board and then they will start to put you through all the exams. Um, one of the market requirements is that an auditor must be EBSCA qualified. EBSCA is the international body where audit, auditors and audit firms um, affiliate and you have to write those exams. 
they are asking for more or less 150 shadow audits before you can even think about applying wow. to become a lead auditor. So um, that will take you at least a year to 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 complete all your shadows and your exams. And it's quite severe exams. Sometimes the auditors fail them and then they can't audit because they have to pass all of them before they can start to audit. Um, it's also an expensive process because if you want to qualify as an auditor, the audit firm needs to carry you for this period of time when you shadow audits and when you write your exams and, and while you are traveling and you need accommodation to shadow on audits, etc., etc. So it's quite uh, expensive and a lengthy process. It's not so easy. Okay, but it's also good. It's also very good to know that um, the audit that not just anyone can become an auditor. It's a very, a very um, rigorous program, and they need mm. to know their stuff. So that 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 again adds, um, you know, it adds uh, the fact that we can know you guys, are, you you know your stuff, and the people mm. do, implementing it um, really do know their stuff. On on a question, another thing that popped up in my head. So. We, we get to meet a lot of young people in the industry, and especially school school kids. And if you ask high school pupils what do they want to do one day, they all want to make a difference. How easy is it for, like, let's say a matric pupil, a grade 11 pupil, to to um, go into CESAR after school? Do they have to – is there a way that they can – that you guys can guide them so, right, you need to study these things and then – we go through that route or is there any way that we can get the message to young people to maybe look at this as a career opportunity? Definitely, yeah. We work with the universities um, and a lot of students do the postgraduate qualifications on a on similar programs such as CESA. We assist them with their theses and with questions and um research and everything but um, the most positions in CESAR is specialist positions because it's either ethical specialist or an environmental specialist or as a financial person or um, you need a, a baseline so I would say uh, yes you can get to CESAR but it's a postgraduate position we have a couple of interns which we accommodate over the last couple of years, but most of them either had a LLB or they have an HR qualification or a, a BSc or a BSc honors or something like that. So um, even if you look again to the audit side of things, you know, to audit is not an easy job. You never at home, you travel a lot. And we once um, calculated the amount of order days that an auditor can audit in a month and the maximum that they can audit is 10 to 12. Otherwise, they will burn out. Because um, remember, once you're done with the audit, you need to write an audit report and you need to write it as soon as possible. Otherwise, you will forget, you will forget yeah. what you saw on the farms. So... Um, it's a it's a long job because you live from guest house to guest house. You travel from province to province, and that is you know travel seems very romantically and exciting mm. to people, but it's hard work to travel. 
that it, you, are, you are exhausted when you travel from province to province and you fly from country to country. So it's not so easy to order. Besides that, it's a difficult job because you must walk onto a farm and you must tell a farmer what he actually did wrong in his own business. So I think it's challenging, you know, to approach people and you need a lot of experience and I would say emotional intelligence to work on a farm and to manage things in such a way that you can walk away with a good relationship with that person and to assist that person so that that we can drive the continuous improvement program that we want to drive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, if you're very young, I think you will find auditing a difficult job to pursue. Okay, very interesting. Very interesting. But what, also what you were saying about Caesar and Caesar being a lifestyle, that actually you have to live it. It's not something that you can just put in place on the day of the audit. It's got to become a lifestyle. And mm. It's from- like a diet, I would say. <laughs> but from from what what we've been discussing it it clearly sounds that one, once things are in place people start to put things in place more and more and it 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 builds on from the first time the audit and then that they look that do embrace the lifestyle as in the ethical things and then also as you say the environmental environmental things are longer term but you know if they start somewhere they will start embracing it and it, it's it's about um it's about the whole ethical approach and i mean we are just amazed at what you guys are doing and thank god for you because you know you are there and, and you are, are standing up for south africa and for south africa's ethical all the questions that they're having that the, the markets are asking about ethical things and environmental things where would we be if if you were not there to pick that up and to deal with it and to mitigate and to and and to cope with it? So thank goodness for 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 Caesar. Yeah. Thank you, Louise, and thank you, Devold, and thank you for your time and and accommodating me on your program. It was really oh, an honor for me to be here. We've got a we've got a little closing tradition where the previous guest asks a question for the next one. Um, okay. And- Afterwards, we're going to get a question from you. So if you maybe, and it can, this is anything. And we don't tell the people who asked it and we don't tell the next person where their question came from. So it's a bit of fun and it connects one, it connects one podcast to the next one. And there's no right or wrong answer. And uh, let's see what is the question. Yeah, it's a a very interesting question. Um, If you are elected as president Name the top three things that you would focus on and how you would implement them. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Definitely load shedding. <laughs> I yeah. don't think it's even a question. I think load shedding is challenging for South Africa and it's costing us a lot of money. And... Um, especially in agriculture. So I will definitely focus on load shedding to fix it and get a program in place to make it better in South Africa. Secondly, um, the violence and um, the abuse that are very common, especially towards women, being a woman, having two daughters, that is quite something that I would like to change in South Africa. And lastly, um, 
Yeah, what did I say? Question. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third thing probably is, um, yeah, we have a country with one of the, we have some of the best laws in South Africa. You know, being in CISA where we do benchmarks and comparisons and um, we see what other countries offer and what South Africa is and what is our legal requirements. We know that we have some of the best legal requirements in South Africa. I would like to change implementation, you know, because our laws are not implemented. So if we can have a better way to implement our laws and to drive consistency in the implementation and the and the practices, that is definitely something that I would like to change because I believe in fairness, you know, and if it's not equally implemented everywhere and all the time, then it's something that irritates me. So that's probably the three things that I would like to change. <laughs> wow. Very good and interesting answer. Thank you yes, very much, Vieta. So thank, we, thank you. We, are, we are happy to wrap up now and we want to thank you and, and ask you if you've got any last comment or Anything like that? No, I would just like to say, um, being from Caesar, I would like to ask people to accommodate and to embrace this program and to maybe try to see the good and the best in audits, which is not something that farmers like, but um, at least try to accommodate it and to implement it in such a way so that the business can benefit from it. Because CISA is not only there to change the living conditions of everybody on a farm, we're also there to, to try to benefit the organization because without the organizations, there will not be workers. So we need to do the best that we can for the business. And if the business is doing good, then... Uh, naturally the workers will also thrive in that business so yeah if we can contribute in any way to benefit the business i would like to say embrace this program and try to implement it in such a way that it really can drive the continuous improvement that we want to change in your business yep thank you very much rita thanks so much for taking time to chat to us We'll wrap it up, but please don't go yet. We'll end the recording and we'll just chat to you a little bit afterwards. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your both. Thank you. Pleasure.